Welcome to another message of hope from Gateway Family Church. For more information or to contact us, please visit gateway.asn.au. That was like the best welcome I think I've ever received. This is pretty cool. Well, as Tim said, my name is Hannah, um, although I will answer to Stacey as well. Some of you might... Oh, hi. No. Some of you might understand that joke. Others of you are thinking like, I don't understand. That doesn't make sense. And then there's like a third group of you that are like, what? There's two? That's so weird. All right. Well, I am super excited uh, to speak to you tonight. Um, you might have seen me. I have, I'm involved with the band on Friday nights, which are pretty cool. And also with the year seven and eight girls. So I love them so much there. And they're also my woo girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so glad that worked. We didn't practice that one before. Um, but over the last couple of weeks, we've been chatting about what it's like to be new. And do we remember that? Yeah. So we've chatted about what it's like when we're new that we have a choice um, to decide who we're going to be in front of people. You know, uh, when we're new, um, but we're not alone. Um, so when uh, we decide that we need to stand up for stuff. It's good to have friends um, around us who can support us um, and encourage us um, all along our journey. And tonight, I'm going to be chatting to us about being new and um, having to make the choice to impress or to impact. Ooh, it's a deep question. But I have a question for you. Have you guys ever tried to impress someone before? Like, yes. Oh, Brody's got his hand up. That's great. Have you ever tried to like think of something that you think is going to be really, really cool and you're like, oh, I'm going to be the coolest person here. Um, I'm going to like, that's a great idea. Do you also know that sometimes like it's a really great idea in our heads and then that's like about as far as it goes. It's like not great when it comes to doing it. Well, um, I've had one of those moments before and um, I was thinking about this and I remember when I was in high school, I reckon I was probably like year seven. So like year seven is like a key time to be trying to like make a good impression. Um, and I was hanging out with my friends um, on the Oval, the Flinders Oval in Tyab. Yeah, yeah. I do have some friends. This is great. Um, anyway, I was hanging out on the Oval um, with my friends, just like, you know, just as you do. And, um, and I, all of a sudden, I don't know why this popped into my head, but I was like, yeah. I know what I should do right now. I should just do a high kick in the air, right? I don't know why. I don't know why. But in that moment, I thought it would be funny and I thought it would be impressive. So I like kicked in the air. My whole body followed my leg and just fell flat on my back in front of everybody on the oval. Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? Oh, thank you. Well, it wasn't actually that impressive. I mean, like, people laughed, but I basically had to walk around for the rest of the day with, like, mud on my back. So, wasn't that great. But my point is, like, what is, what is it about us that, like, tries to impress people? Like, why do, why do we do that? It's a strange thing. Um, and, like, even if we do, even if we do succeed at maybe impressing people or getting some attention, like, it doesn't last. It's like one of those things that, um, you know, you might you might get the attention um, from someone that you you know you're trying to trying to please for a little while, but like, have you really actually achieved anything with that person? Not really. And I was thinking about this, and that's 
that's kind of what it's like when we just, you know, when we're just trying to be cool, we're just trying to fit in. That's just trying to impress people. Let's compare this to when we try to impact people. Now, um, when we impact people, we do something that lasts. They're going to remember it. Who here's, who here's had someone impact them before? Yeah. You remember it and you can, you can think about who it was and, and you, know, you know what it is. You know what? Impressing entertains, but impacting influences. And, you know, there's a story in the Bible we've been talking about Daniel um, and we've been talking about his friends, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And um, there's a story in the Bible that follows, follows along from um, what Tree talked about two weeks ago. Now, I'm just going to do a quick recap and move, move through that so that you can get the story tonight as well. So Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they were friends of Daniel's. They lived in Israel. There was this, you know, there was this king, you know, he, he had the dream. You guys remember this from two weeks ago. He had a dream and he said to the whole country, someone needs to interpret this dream for me. Catch me. I'm not going to tell you anything that was in my dream. Pretty impossible task. And, um, you know, um, no one could do it. Oh, and key point being, if no one can do this, I'm going to kill a whole bunch of people, you know, as you do. Um, and um, no one could do this except for Daniel. You know, Daniel came to the king and he said, I, I believe God has told me what, what your dream is about. And this is what he says. He says, um, you've, seen, you've seen a statue made of gold, silver and bronze. And Daniel goes on to say that, um, that that represented the king at the time and the king's, um, the king's might and the king's glory. And in this dream, that statue was then hit by a rock, fell to the ground, and there was nothing left except this rock, which then turned into this huge mountain. And Daniel explains, explains to the king, that mountain represents God's kingdom. And, um, and his, and his, uh, might and his, his kingdom. And he says, um, that this represents God bringing his kingdom to earth and it will crush any kingdom before it. Now, the king is pretty amazed at this, um, because Daniel's got it right. He's got the dream right. Um, and so basically he reward, he rewards Daniel and his friends, um, and makes them leaders in their kingdom. Now, that's kind of like where we got to two weeks ago. But um, after that, um, the king decides, what should I do? Like, you know, what am I going to do with the next part of my reign? I'm going to build a statue. So he's just dreamt about this and he's just been told that this is like a prophecy that like, you know, that his kingdom is going to fall and he decides that he's going to build a statue. So not a very smart king, I don't think. Um, and so he, he builds this statue but he builds it of pure gold and he says to the people um, that he's ruling, he says, everybody must come and must worship this statue and they must bow down and worship the statue, which basically represented him. They must worship the king. And now word gets back to the king that Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego aren't doing this. They're, they're like leaders in the kingdom. So basically like their king, the king is like their boss the boss finds out that his leaders weren't doing this um, and that they refused to do so because they would only worship their God. 
Now, this does not impress the king at all. Um, so he sends for the three and he says, and he says to them, I've heard that you're not worshipping the golden statue that I created. If you continue to disobey my orders, I will have to throw you into the blazing furnace. So there's like bad repercussions for not doing this. If I were them at this point, I'd be thinking, I don't know whether this is worth it. I don't know whether, you know, I don't believe that I should be doing that, but I'm going to die. I'd be scared. I'd be thinking, oh, you know, he's my king. He's my boss. I, I should probably be doing things just to impress him. But they don't do that. This is what they say. No, we will not worship the statue. Our God has the power to save us if he chooses. We would rather die than worship your statue. Now, the king got even angrier at this point because he's just been insulted. Not only are they disobeying him, but they've said that they would rather die than worship the statue or worship the king. And he gets so mad that he says to them there and then, he orders there and then for them to be thrown into this furnace. And not only that, he asks for the furnace to be made seven times hotter than like the usual. Now, I read that and I was like, surely like a standard temperature for a burning furnace would probably do the job. But like seven times hotter than that is what is apparently required here. Um, and so, so the king orders them to be thrown in this furnace. Um, the soldiers grab them and they throw them in. And it says that the, the fire was so hot that the soldiers who threw them in died from the heat, which I thought was crazy. Um, so the, the king thinks, oh, great, I'm done. Like this is, you know, I've, I've thrown them into the furnace, don't need to worry about them anymore. And then he looks into the fire and he sees that there are, there are four people standing in there walking around. And he's thinking, like, what is going on here? As you would, there's people walking around in a fire. And so he says, come out. Like, who is there? Come out. And so Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego walk out of the fire. They walk out of this furnace that's just, you know, that the heat has just killed soldiers who threw them in. And they walk out completely untouched, completely untouched by the fire. Their clothes are, um, aren't, aren't burned. And it says that they, they don't even smell of smoke. And I think like, you know, if I spend time around a fire, it like takes me like at least a couple of like washes of my hair to try and get like the smoke out. But these guys, they didn't even smell of smoke at all. And you know what? This whole experience impacted this king in an incredible way. The king who was angry at them and who wanted them to die then basically does a 180-degree turn, changes his mind and says this. He says, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, for he has rescued his servants. Nothing must be said against this God, for no other God can save in this way. This king was impacted in a huge way. You know, why am I telling you this story? Like, what is the point? The point is this. There was nothing that Shadrach, Meshach or Abednego did to try and impress this king. In fact, they basically did the opposite. 
but everything they did caused him to be impacted. You know, God wants to use your life to impact those around you in the same way that he used Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego's to impact the kings. He doesn't want you to be concerned with just impressing those around you. He wants you to be concerned with making an impact in your friends and in your family um, in a positive way. For you to be able to, to impact them in a way that allows him to change them for the better. And not only that, God doesn't just want to make an impact in your friends' lives. He wants to make an impact in yours. You know, that's why he sent his son Jesus to die on earth, to die on a cross for you. It was because he loves you. And all that he asks is that we give him permission to impact our lives. You know, I know that might sound like a really crazy thing tonight. It might be a new thought for you. And that's okay. We're just glad that you're here and that you're starting to ask questions about how Jesus can impact your life. But for the rest of us who have who have already um, have already made Jesus our number one and have already let him impact our life, he then asks us to impact the lives of those around us. So there are two things that I reckon we can um, we can we can do to help that. Number one is confidence. Now, I'm not just talking about confidence in ourselves or in our own ability, but confidence in God and confidence in his ability. You know, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego had confidence in God. They had confidence that he would save them, that that he would um, keep them safe and that he wouldn't let them um, go. We need to trust that God has our backs, even when we feel pressure, to act a certain way because everybody else is doing it. We need to remember that God has another, that God has another plan for us. We need to remember that God calls us to be different and to stand up and to stand out. Number two is consistency. You know, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego had many opportunities to change their mind. They had many opportunities to, um, to just, to decide just to impress the king um, and just to keep him happy. But instead, they remained consistent in their actions and in their faith. They didn't change their beliefs just to impress him. And it paid off. You know, through their consistency, God was able to impact the king in a big way, in a huge way. (laughs) You know, for us, that means we need to be consistent in all areas of our lives. At school, at church, in our families. You know, sometimes God uses big things to make big big impacts in people's lives. But sometimes he uses the small things that we do every day as well to make a big impact. Don't underestimate the impact you can have by being known as a good friend, a reliable and trustworthy person, or someone who is kind to all people. God uses the extravagant and the mundane to impact those around you. And I think a really good example of this I've seen at youth was um, the Warriors Day that a lot of the guys did a couple of months ago. You know what? A bunch of the, the men in this, uh, in this youth decided that they wanted to make an impact in someone's life. And you know what? Normally, I would say that like weeding and gardening and cleaning – 
is not a very impressive thing. But when like 20 or 30 young people decide that they want to bless someone and they want to clean up someone's yard, it has a huge impact and an impact I'm sure we're going to continue to see. You know what? This is my final challenge for you guys and for myself. You know, Gateway Youth, let's be people less concerned with impressing those around us and more concerned with allowing God to impact the lives of those around us. I'm just going to quickly pray for us. Dear God, um, I just thank you that um, we are blessed to be in a community where um, we're able to talk about you and we're able to um, allow you to impact the lives of our friends. God, I just ask that um, you help us be less concerned with just impressing people and, and doing what everybody else is doing, God, but you give us the right words and the right actions to take um, that allow you to impact the lives of our friends and our family. In your precious name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Gateway Family Church. We hope you join us again for another great message next week. For more information or to contact us, head to gateway.asn.au.